0: All right, y'all, before we get started, let's give some love to our sponsors, and that means our good friends over at distilleryproducts.com. They are some of the leaders in laser-edged glassware, and guess what? When you work with them, you get them at wholesale pricing. I'm not lying. That's a heck of a lot cheaper than you're gonna find anywhere else. Reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicki, and all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They are where we get our glassware from, and chances are most of the distilleries you go to use them as well well. They have awesome glasses besides just the Glen. Feel free to reach out to me. I will get you in touch with them, and then you can go on their website, browse, and see for yourself. Check them out, distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends over at Orca Coolers, who are ready to help you make this the coolest summer ever. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard side coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers that are going to elevate your drinking experience. Some of you may have seen on social media recently, we just got a new cooler. His name is Willie. He is going to come with us whenever we go visit distilleries. Thank you to Orca for giving us that. The cooler is super cool. I love it. It's hard. It's barely proof means I can't even get into it. It's going to keep whatever is in your cooler cold for days. It will retain ice for days. And those whiskey barrel tumblers, man, they are, it looks like you're actually drinking from a whiskey barrel. What better way to be the envy of your barbecue by either getting one of those coolers or getting one of the tumblers. People are going to come over and go, man, where'd you get that? You're going to say, Orca use code dad's 20 for 20% off of your order. That is code dad's 20 for 20% off your order orcas there for all of life's adventures get an orca and take them on some adventures with you Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, the only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. You can use code DADS100 and they will match up to $100 of your first deposit. They also have cool places around Tennessee where you can actually deposit money in person and take money out in person, which is super cool as well. But it is March Madness. It is one of the best times of the year. They actually have a whole buzzer beater insurance for the entire March Madness tournament. You will get 40% back. If your team loses on a buzzer beater, the max refund is 25. But man, coming into this weekend, it is going to be crazy. We all know that Illinois lost, but there are still three number one seeds left in the tournament in Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. But what else happens? It is up in the air. It's been a crazy tournament so far. Teams are getting knocked out with COVID. You don't know what's gonna happen, but we have Gonzaga taking on Creighton. We have USC taking on Oregon. And let me tell you, I think Oregon is is going to beat usc they just beat number two iowa 95 to 80 but usc also took out kansas so who knows usc routed kansas 85 to 51 anything goes in that game you have michigan taking on florida state you have ucla taking on alabama we have syracuse taking on houston don't count out the cues they have looked real good we have loyola chicago which you don't always see going to this round of the tournament taking on oregon state oral roberts talk about a cinderella story yes you know they had some help with covid but they took out number two ohio state they are taking on arkansas and then last but not least baylor and villanova so anything goes when it comes to the ncaa tournament go to action 247com get in on the action use code dad's 100 and they will match up to 100 dollars of your first deposit now let's get on with the show okay zeke i got nothing you got nothing it's been a week I've been gone. I missed you. Let's drink.
1: Hey, you almost made that rhyme.
0: Maybe we could go down by the bay and eat some hay. I just may. What do you say?
1: Yeah, you should quit while you're ahead.
0: everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day what's up bud i missed you
1: well you know i thought you'd be a little more dark complected after uh, a week in the sunshine state
0: two days i was riding rides one day i was by the pool got a little bit burnt by the pool so then we went to disney springs for the last day well
1: how was it i mean it was very good. I
0: will tell you, there's no fast paths right now. They are social distancing. So everybody's spaced out six feet in line. They're not giving every row on the ride. So, like, there's two rows out of the boat or whatever you're in that people will go on so everything's kind of chill i mean if you time it out well the hardest thing to do is get food at disney right now but if you use the app and you make a reservation so you know like okay we're gonna get lunch at one or we're gonna get dinner at 6 30 like as long as you do the reservation on the app you're gonna get food if you just try to walk up and get food you're not gonna get food so if you plan ahead you're smart use the app and then the app will give you wait times, too. So the good thing is, like, I could be in line waiting. My wife would go take Sophia and go to another ride. And then they come back in line where I was waiting and then go on that ride.
1: There you go. Did you uh, call for do anything else to kind of, you know, make the line move a little faster in front of you? No. You did mention, um, you know, things being spaced out in these boats and whatnot. So did you have to worry about like weight distribution and tipping this thing over on people?
0: Oh, no, they put my ass in the middle. They saw me coming and they go, you're in the middle. (laughs) Hunker down, boy. But it was really not bad. And especially Magic Kingdom. The funniest thing is as soon as dinner hit, like that place cleared out, the wait times went from like 50 minutes. And then after six o'clock, it was like five minutes. What ride do you want to go to? Dang. It, it was awesome. So then it was like one of us would wait for the roller coaster and then Sophia would hit like four rides while we were waiting for the roller coaster.
1: That's not bad at all then.
0: It's not bad at all so it was good it was a she had a blast she rode at epcot she rode the frozen ride twice and then america at america america at epcot has bourbon slushies jim beam bourbon slushies so i went by there like four times Aiden in italy
1: that must be so that must be a new one i don't remember those there the uh the last time i was there a few years before kids but they, they uh epcot was by far the best place to be as an adult with no kids
0: yeah epcot was still okay with kids because they turned norway into frozen so that's where anna and elsa live and the frozen ride is there and then there was another ride sophia actually really liked the the educational ride where you go and learn about plants and sustainable farming it's the boat ride that's in the land it was right after soren and then she really liked the nemo ride they turned. Remember where it used to be, Captain Nemo. They turned I mean, it into Nemo, Nemo, like Finding Nemo.
1: Oh, it's been a few years on me, so my apologies. But it was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't riding all the rides then either. So my <laughs> my, uh, my targeted interest might have been a little different than a five year old's. Nothing like riding the the space thing they have right over there after doing a flight of mezcal. Talk about liftoff.
0: Oh man! But I'm back.
1: Well, there you go. At least you made it back in one piece.
0: Yeah, everybody's back. Back to the grind. I have to say you're having a good hair day. The people can't see this, but you really are having a good hair day.
1: I got it lined up Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was. I'm jealous. I feel like every day for you is a a good hair day, maybe. I mean, they can't be bad ones. They're all the same either way. I
0: just lucked out that I look good bald. If I did not look good bald, this would be a tough thing.
1: I would just say you lucked out. People tell you that.
0: By the way, real quick before we get into this, did you go back and listen to the episode when you said, I said etymologist and entomologist, and you said I said it wrong, but then if you go back and listen to it, I said it right.
1: No, I listened to it. You still said that shit wrong.
0: I listened to it too. I edited the show. I said it right.
1: Look, you got your potato, I got a (laughs) patata.
0: You're just one of those assholes that can never admit if you're wrong.
1: I'm telling you, i said it right. You said it wrong.
0: I didn't say it wrong. I went back and listened to it. Whatever. Well, it has been a long time since we've had a blind. Zeke, you had a couple of blinds that people gave you. What's the story on this
1: blind? This came from Cody Barrow all the way back in, I think, late August.
0: <laughs> I'm so embarrassed.
1: <laughs> about that. But like we do say, we, we don't... like lose them or, or get rid of them we, we might just take our time getting to them so our sincerest apologies there uh, but we do always appreciate anyone that takes the time to send us anything and uh, to two other folks that are uh i guess in the same uh, it's a small world boat um we're gonna try to knock some more of these out the next few weeks
0: I know we really love doing these and we need to make sure we do them more. I think it's just the tough thing of like new stuff is coming out. We want to make sure we're informing you and hitting those new ones as they come out. But this is really more fun for you and I anyway. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes there are some duds in there. Cody sent us five samples. We have A, B, C, D, and E. You're not going to change it. He labeled them A, B, C, D, and E. So don't you go say in one, two, three, four, five.
1: Nope. Not happening.
0: You're going to say one, two,
1: three, four, five. No, I mean, I I wrote down what's on the damn bottle.
0: Okay, good. We split these up. We each had an ounce. As we go through these, how do you want to do it? You want to rank first? That's what we used to do. We would rank first and just give a numeric value, like which one you liked best. And then we'll go through and talk about them after we do the reveal. So we'll rank, reveal, and then we'll talk about them. That way people can follow along and they know what we were drinking
1: okay i didn't even rank anything i was just gonna give notes and then reveal what they were and say oh that's interesting
0: well which one did you like best
1: see that's where you're gonna get shit out of order i may as well just go through these like
0: no we always did that this is the way we always did it we always said because you can't just then find out what they were and go oh i like that one the best because it sounds like the best We want your honest opinion, drinking these, not knowing anything. We don't have the answers. We don't know what the hell's in here. Which one did you like the
1: best? D I suppose.
0: All right. I was a B and C and D were kind of tied for second and third. It was very easy for me that E was my least favorite. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say before I reveal?
1: No, I'm just trying to follow along here. It's been so long. I don't remember. (laughs) I I, want to keep this as simple as possible for the people listening. So they don't get confused as well,
0: you like D I like B we both didn't like E. Yeah. now we're going to reveal it and the people know what we're actually talking about but that keeps us honest so that we don't do those rankings after the reveal so like somebody could put btac in here and all of a sudden you're like oh in your in your real rankings it was fifth but you're going to put it as number one because it sounds better to like the btac more than something else
1: oh no we're way past that
0: That's oh no league
1: bush league
0: it's kind of funny once you get the but when we're giving notes we want to do the reveal because we want people to actually know what it is we're talking about so i got the envelope fellas these are by no means unicorns or rare beasts figured i would get your review and opinion on some bottles i had laying around some are new and some are old hope you enjoy cody (laughs) that's
1: a polite way of saying i'm pouring you the stuff i haven't been able to stomach
0: He said, I'm just uh, trying to get rid of some bottles.
1: (laughs) It's like when you have that friend that comes over. Oh, man, he's housed. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give him that one.
0: Sample A. (laughs) I didn't even know they made bourbon. Tommy Bahama limited edition. (laughs) What? Tommy Bahamas making bourbon now. Distillery says Coral K Distilling in Cashmere, Washington. 93 proof, 46.5% ABV. It's a blend of four and seven year bourbon. I love Cody, you're awesome. I love the commentary in here. He said, $100, very fancy bottle and presentation, probably the majority of the cost.
1: You know, I don't think I've ever seen that amongst all the uh, the random stuff I've, I've stumbled across in Elixir over the years.
0: No, I mean, there's a Captain Kirk <laughs> bourbon, but I've never seen Tommy Bahama. <laughs> Sample B, Pinhook True Single Barrel Beach Liquors, Panama City Beach, Florida, Crop 2018. It's 112.1 proof. ABV, and it's 55 bucks. Sample C, Amador Whiskey Company Double Barrel, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys aged in new charred American oak barrels for five and a half years. It's then finished in medium toast French oak ex-chardonnay barrels for six months, which provides additional flavor. 86.8 proof, 43.4% ABV, batch four bottled in 2019, and it's 45 bucks. Sample D, Jefferson's Ocean Voyage 12, 90 proof, 45% ABV, 90 bucks. And sample E, Hudson Baby Bourbon, year 17, batch five, 92 proof, 46% ABV, 100% corn mash. How do you feel knowing what those were? And do you need me to repeat anything for you?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm kind of surprised by my notes on one or two of them, but other than that i would say looking at what we had versus what i wrote down the stuff we've had before I, I don't think is too far off the beaten path
0: no but i was surprised that you picked the jefferson's ocean as your number one.
1: Oh, even funnier is my notes on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were just like all right you're making me rank something oh whatever d I
1: mean, it was between that and b yeah I, I, I knew that easily, and I knew E was was definitely my least favorite.
0: Generalizing this and kind of giving the commentary before we get in, I think B and D had the most flavor out of all of these. I mean, E might have had the most flavor out of everyone, but it wasn't the flavor that I wanted.
1: But Yeah, I was going to say a enjoyable asterisk flavor.
0: But B and D definitely had the most flavor that was coming out there, and I think... You know, A and C are more like summer pours. You're sipping it. You're not really thinking. I mean, they're light, right? It's 86.8 proof on C and it is a 93
1: proof on the A. Tommy Bahama.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it comes in the print, like, you know, it has a pineapple on it.
1: I mean, you would look good by the pool wearing one of your Tommy Bahama shirts and having that bottle with a little uh, umbrella in your glass.
0: I actually don't have Tommy Bahama shirts, but these Lululemon shorts that I'm wearing are very comfortable.
1: Guess you had to throw that one away after uh, the past six months in the gym and the guns getting a little too big, huh?
0: I gotta have shirts that, you know, double XL shirts with three XL arms.
1: I don't know why you just didn't cut the sleeves off and like Larry the Cable Guy in it.
0: My sister's got moles.
1: <laughs> God.
0: That's a Larry the Cable Guy skit. And he I, goes,
1: I know what it is. You no know, they I won't s- think about it.
0: They used to call
1: her Holy Moly. A, give me your notes. A, which was the Tommy Bahama LE. I'm not sure if they have a standard release or if uh, the LE was the only one that made it to the bottle. Um, (laughs) I put down that it was young, grain forward, had a fair singe, and it got decently sweet at the very back.
0: I just Googled Tommy Bahama bourbon. It is a hell of a package. I will say that. It's from Coral Cay Distilling.
1: I mean, as much as other things are randomly worth money, like the uh, you know the Trump vodka or the, the Tesla tequila. You never know. That one might take off one day.
0: I want to know so much. There's a cask program.
1: I think you can save this for your own reading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so enamored right I here.
1: File this under uh, next time you're taking a dump to do.
0: I wish I could figure out where it came from though.
1: Well, you can go all um unsolved mysteries on it later. Fine. Taken away. I mean, off. we got we, we got five whiskeys to talk about here tonight, son. Is it in a one-time show or one one product show?
0: It had a faint nose, maybe a little bit of fruit though, but the biggest thing for me on the Tommy Bahama was that it had a chalky mouthfeel. So maybe they put some sand from that beach in the bottle. I mean it was dry. You'd think something like that would be more islandy, and instead, it was a little more chalky.
1: I mean, maybe it wanted to give you the feel of, a, uh, you know, if you ever get, like, suntan oil or that kind of pina colada thing in your mouth going on.
0: If you like pina coladas.
1: Hey, Rupert Holmes. On to the next one, which I believe should be a pinhook single barrel. Yes. For this one, I uh, put down that it was a more corn forward, I felt, than the first one. Uh, also just a lot sweeter and it had kind of a late singe at the back end. Again, yeah, I didn't put a ton of notes on these I was trying to, uh, you know, taste through them and not, uh, be too overly dissective.
0: No, we never do. I mean, we, we just want to get the gist of it. The nose on this took a minute to open for me. I thought it was nice and sweet and chocolatey with some corn mixed in. It had some complexity to it. I think that is the thing that kind of set this one apart for me out of all of them was that there was depth to this pour. The other ones lacked the amount of depth that this one
1: had. I liked the sweetness. I dinged it for the singe.
0: I didn't get a whole bunch of singe. But, you know, again, what you get singe on, I don't. And what I get singe on, you don't. What about this amador whiskey company double barrel
1: i just put down that it reminded me of like a a young unflavored and by unflavored i mean like it didn't get any like barrel characteristics into uh like a malted grain but then there was also just salty char at the back but it, it definitely just seemed like a, a young malted product um but the fact that the char is there on the back end as well it at least made sense to me that this was a double barrel
0: which is funny i'd love to dig into this one a little bit more because it's five and a half years old i just wonder what size barrels they're using at that distillery for either barrel you know the finished barrel or the original barrel because it doesn't taste it's not like a youthful taste but it's i don't
1: know there's something about it i can't describe but it's very unique maybe it's the one of the finishing barrels or something along those lines i'm not sure but there's something unique, and I I can't describe it. I don't like it, but I can't put it into words.
0: You know what's funny is it almost has some, like, pecan in it. No. I definitely
1: got some. I mean, whatever it is, I get, like, even if I exhale back through my nose, I pick up this note again. I don't know. Something odd.
0: What about the Jefferson to Ocean?
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't have guessed it was a bourbon, I don't think. Because I put down that it was kind of minty, wintergreeny, creamy, and reminded me of Thin Mints. No shit. I don't know where this uh, particular voyage went and through which ocean, but it it picked up a lot of rye characteristics.
0: I am 100% with you on that, though. I got a whole lot of wintergreen. Not necessarily the Thin Mint, but it was like a gum, a wintergreen gum that, you know, when you have that wintergreen gum and it kind of cools the roof of your mouth? Mm Mm-hmm. What dinged this for me, as I said, I got a whole rush of flavor in the front that just disappeared. So it was really prevalent in the beginning for me. And then as it moved down my palate, it quickly dissipated.
1: I ended up bumping it um, above the pin hook just simply because it was a creamier profile. It didn't really have much complexity or go anywhere. It was just kind of creamy and, and set nicely and compared to one or two of the other ones it was not off putting as much
0: (laughs) well no i liked it i just liked the creamy chocolate of the pinhook a little bit more than the wintergreen
1: well i mean if anybody looked at you and i they would guess you would be the creamy chocolate guy and i might be wintergreen or some other flavor
0: i mean to me you're more baby
1: bourbon Well, we both ranked baby bourbon as a five, so I don't know where you're going with that one, but
0: well let's talk about what we thought about it. So last but not least, Hudson Baby Bourbon. It has now been changed, as you know. We reviewed it. This is a hundred percent corn whiskey. This is before, it's important to remember that when he sent this to us, it was still Hudson Baby bourbon. It wasn't the new stuff that we reviewed like uh, the Hudson whiskey where it's do the rye thing and bright lights, big bourbon. So it's no longer baby bourbon. It's bright lights, big bourbon. Remember we, we reviewed it a few months back.
1: Yeah. I remember reviewing it. I honestly didn't remember the new name, but I remembered everything else,
0: but it's still out of Tullet town. What did you think about this?
1: I almost thought it was a scotch. Uh, I really was not sure. And I put down uh, possibly also in like a 30 gallon barrel It just literally tasted young, very Scotchy to me, not peaty, but Scotchy and had some also notes that reminded me of 30 gallon barrels. And most of those, I I just can't get into
0: everything about that was spot on with what I thought as well. I definitely had some Scotch characteristics and it just, you know, I basically said young craft, small barrels.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that one's a mixer.
0: I enjoy these. These are always one of my favorite shows. Thank you, Cody, for sending this to us. I know sometimes we don't get there as quickly as we should. I think we need to make sure that we do one to two blinds every month from now on, Zeke, as long as we have them, as long as you know, we have the inventory.
1: Uh, sure we will, but you know, I'd, I'm not sure if we will ever get the Tommy Bahama Ellie again. <laughs> that might be a one-time thing.
0: I think somebody's going to send you a bottle. Y'all can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke, where else can the folks find us?
1: Good old Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Thanks again, Cody. Cheers.
1: Ciao.